Hi, I'm Gretchen. And I'm Becca. And we're two curious ladies on an adventure to learn more about cooking, cannabis, and the fine art of gluttony. Join us every 10 days or so as we get high and make our way through a recipe. Step inside and let the consumption begin. (laughs) Oh, Becca, here we are again. We meet again. I feel I'm I am looking forward to what we're making today. It I'm always caught off guard by how easy but complicated making this floor delay sort of ice cream is. So as always I've underestimated what it took to get us to this point, but I'm still very excited for the outcome. This is going to be a fun one because we have made floor delay in the past, but we're zhuzhing it up with some Gretchen additions. This is going to be a couple of parts, but it's going to all come together. It's going to be delicious. But before we get to that, what are you smoking over there, Gretchen? I'm having some Oreos today since when we've recorded and I've smoked that before. I have been having a lot of fun and I am ready to have a lot of fun today. Uh, What are you smoking, Becca? I have another new one for me. It's a Mac and GMO, Macmo blend hybrid whatever from this is from McCoy yeah McCoy and it has 26% THC 0.07% CBD and then 8.5 milligrams per gram beta caryophylline then 7.48 milligrams limonene and 3.71 milligrams humulene so pretty similar to what I had last time in terms of the terping profile. And to go with our tasty weed, we have a Paloma today. Not that it's particularly on brand, although we did think we could maybe throw a little balsamic vinegar in it and that would make it apply. But then we decided to go, no, no balsamic. So here we are. Mm-hmm. The regular just a Paloma. Old, yeah. Just a Paloma. But I think it goes with the basil that we're putting into the fleur de lay. So that's where it comes in. I agree. Should we say the Paloma ingredients right up front? Sure. All right. This is two ounces of tequila, two ounces of fresh grapefruit juice, which I did not do fresh, plus wedges for garnish, two ounces of sparkling water, one half ounce of lime juice, one quarter ounce agave nectar or simple syrup or to taste on the quantity there and then coarse sea salt for the rim of the glass and ice that's delicious great fruity (laughs) i still i think maybe i'm just not much mine sparkling yes uh much of a tequila drinker it's just not really my favorite I used to hate it. I used to avoid it, but I've come around recently to appreciate it. I've been, I've been really anti-vodka. Okay. Corn? Corn. Isn't vodka mostly made from corn now? Something like that. I I, I was like. Either way, this weed is hitting me. It feels like it's hitting you too. Yeah. So (laughs) we'll see how this goes. But we did want to quickly read a little bit of 
something from Ingrediente by our favorite Marcella Hazan. She doesn't have a full basil section, which really shocked me, to be honest. But she has a little page on sweet basil. So I haven't read this yet. Are you ready to experience Marcella's sweet basil thoughts with me, Gretchen? Indeed. I am Let's always ready to experience Marcella stuff. Okay. This is page 171 in Ingrediente. Small-leaved sweet basil, sometimes known as Genovese. Genovese. Genovese is the superstar of Italian herbs. It is irresistible on ripe tomatoes, in salads, scattered on a pizza margarita after it comes out of the oven, and most famously in pesto. From the list, one quickly infers that it is meant to be used raw. Indeed, all the charm of basil, its cheerful hue, its effusive clove-like and minty scent, all its notable properties vanish when heated. In a caprese, it is irreplaceable. Cooked, it is almost useless. Oh, Marcella, you are so wrong in this opinion. Because we are about to prove you wrong in this opinion. I know. I was like, oh, shit, we're cooking. <laughs> I, I do think she has a point about it if it's dried. I feel like if you dry it, it has, like, no flavor. But... Mm -hmm. This we cook the basil. We cook the basil in this. I've even seen pesto uh recipes that like blanch the basil before you use it and that helps stop the browning. Oh fun. But it, but it doesn't it also doesn't harm the flavor at all. So mm -hmm. All right. Well, we're taking you on in this one, Marcella. <laughs> one of the few times we challenge her. I know. Ooh hoo hoo. No, it's fine. <laughs> okay. Basil grows so easily in a sunny spot that you should make every effort to take your basil leaves from a living plant. Packaged fresh, pla packaged fresh basil, its leaves, preferably small, can take the place of the real thing when there is no alternative. Do not keep it any longer than the day you buy it. I have no I have known of and tried various methods of keeping cut basil leaves, including freezing. I am not satisfied that any of them supplies what I am eager for when I use basil. The whole leaf looks immensely attractive with sliced tomatoes or on a capresse, but it will release more fragrance if you tear it first. Thai and other Asian basils are not fully successful as substitutes for sweet basil in Italian salads and certainly not in pesto. That's it. That's all she has to say. Yeah, we're going to shit all over Marcella's opinions here because I'm using a type of basil from my front yard uh, that is called Emerald Towers. And it is one of the prettiest, most intriguing basil plants because it truly does, it's sterile. So it doesn't put out any uh, seeds after it flowers, but it grows in these like huge columns, like beautifully leafy. I mean, and, and I can clone it super easily. I keep cloning it by accident even is how easily it's cloned. And there is a way to keep cut basil. Fuck you, Marcella. Like, oh, I know. 
I've gone. I've gone for the F word. Whoa. Okay. Wow. Clearly, she's not taking full stems and putting them in water. Because if you cut the stems and put them in water and treat them more like a flower than like, uh, more like a living plant or a flower than some other herbs you might just toss Celery in the fridge. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, yeah, I've gotten basil clones like that just from, and then you can plant that if you want, but they'll develop root systems. You can keep them in water for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. So maybe it depends on the basil. That too. But for the most part, you don't have, like, there's a way to store it and keep it. That's not same day use. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Fuck you, Marcella. That, I, my mouth dropped open. I know. <laughs> you were shocked. I was shocked. Oh my gosh. It's like, well, why are we talking about basil, though, when we're talking about Florida Lay? Because Gretchen had this brilliant idea. You've made it before though. I've made basil ice cream many times. I love basil ice cream, especially if you put like freeze dried strawberries on it. That was a favorite way to eat it for a while. Like basil ice cream with strawberries is just so, so good. And I forgot what exactly, where we exactly started. Was it trying to find like a an interesting ice cream topping or there was a different ice cream topping we were going to do, but then we kind of moved on to this one because it is a nut balsamic brittle and we were deeply intrigued by it. And then we thought, what kind of ice cream could we make? And I was like, oh, such a shame. We're not going to make basil ice cream because Becca doesn't like eggs. And then Becca said, but if we did fleurilet, we could do that. So we're mashing up two David Leibowitz recipes for this. And yeah, so hopefully it turns out okay. I'm also not sure where we're going to land on this because it's an experiment, but theoretically it should work great. I think it's going to be delicious and it will be what it is either way. I've struggled with Florida Lay in the past and Gretchen did hint at this, but let's remind everybody again, you can go back and listen to our Florida Lay episode where we go into more detail, but a Florida Lay is an ice cream that uses cornstarch instead of egg. So I, it's my favorite thing in the world as far as ice cream goes, because it has no egg, but it also makes it a little bit easier to, prepare because you don't have to worry as much about like heating up your egg too much or cooking your egg too much when you're making like an ice cream. So it's a little bit easier in some ways, maybe a little bit harder in others, but we did also have to, and I forgot to do this until a little bit late in the game, but you have to, if you're making any Florida layer ice cream is prep your ice cream bowl that it will be mixed in and then stored in the freezer. So it's two o'clock now. Mine went in about 6 a.m. I'm hoping it's frozen through, but that's another, just a little reminder if you're heading into this Florida Lay ice cream game, it's not uh, something you can just start right now and have sort of same day. So it depends on the type of ice cream maker you have, because if you have one that uses ice and salt, rock salt, or any really any kind of salt, 
then yeah, totally, totally able to do it same day. But if you're using a ice cream canister like we are using, I think I need to buy a new ice cream canister because mine's so old, I think it doesn't work properly anymore. Anyway, uh, this is why I, I thought maybe we could talk through doing ice and rock salt freezing. Oh, we did that in the other floor delay. Oh, did we? We did. Oh, never mind then. I couldn't, yeah. I, uh, well, you know, hi, I'm a stoner. Nice to meet you. <laughs> okay, great. Perfect. So I'm glad you keep track of these things for me. I specifically remember because I've made it like in a coffee ah! and, and we talked about me like rolling it at Mormon camp. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So yeah. Sorry. My man, my memory is. No, it's fine. Uh, great. Okay. So that's that we covered that. That's great. Never mind. So if, if in a pinch today, Becca, if we are having trouble with our ice cream things, getting that to freeze, we may be doing some sort of ad hoc uh, ice and salt situation to try and figure out how to do this. Maybe even using a hand blend mixer. I uh, I don't know. I don't really know we'll how we'll make yeah. this work, but we'll see. We'll see. We're gonna yeah. give it a shot. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna give it a shot. I wonder if then we could talk through what a regular floor delay ingredients would look like without our basil addition. Of course. And then what would you do with that? Just like the regular overview of the of the regular process for making floor delay. I'm also going to point out that I do. all I have altered the ratio of heavy cream to milk, most likely in in this. Uh, I copied it out of the book. We actually wrote this script a while ago, so I'm not 100 percent sure, but I'm pretty sure these are my ratios that I'm using. I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, this is due to the fact that I really like fatty, fatty, fatty milk, and that if I use my fatty, fatty, fatty milk with heavy cream, it is too, or like with the full proportion of heavy cream, it's too creamy. And I did get the fat plug out of my milk today, and and we'll be incorporating it into this ice cream. So, uh, recipe, recipe for regular fleur de lay. So we've got two and a half cups whole milk three quarters of a cup of sugar, a pinch of salt, three tablespoons of cornstarch, one third of a cup heavy cream, and then that's for the basic fleur de lay. And today we are adding one cup of packed basil leaves and some lemon zest to the equation to make our basil fleur de lay. Yum, so yum. So without the basil piece of it, What's the basic process for making fleur de lay? When you make a fleur de lay, you are going to put your milk and sugar into a saucepan, then your little bit of salt so that all can work together, dissolving and so forth. Then you're going to take your three tablespoons of cornstarch and add your remaining amount of heavy cream to that. And then once your milk is sort of starting to heat up, You'll mix in that heavy cream cornstarch combo, bring to a boil, let it boil, and then reduce the heat and let it simmer for two minutes just to cook the cornstarch flavor out, and then take it off the heat. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. 
Yes, easy peasy lemon squeezy, although I think I have messed it up in the past, but not today. It's going to be flawless today. So then for us, since we're adding the basil in, we're doing things a little bit differently. <laughs> we're making it way more complicated, unfortunately. <laughs> Math was involved. We're going to uh, immersion blenders are out. Uh -huh. Intense. All right. So we are going to start our fleur de lay, a basil fleur de lay process by blending together our basil leaves with the heavy cream, one quarter cup of sugar, and a half a cup of milk until the leaves are chopped fine. Then putting half that mixture into a bowl for later and then mixing the second half with the cornstarch. <laughs> So much work. <laughs> then we are going to take the basil cornstarch mixture and mix it with the remaining two cups of milk and half a cup of sugar with a little bit of salt and heat until the mixture boils. Then simmer for two minutes. Then once that has simmered for two minutes and cooked out that cornstarch flavor, we're going to strain it into that other remaining amount of the heavy cream basil sugar mixture <laughs> and then zest our lemon into that and I think that's it can I do a recap just so I make sure one more time that I have it also yeah. yes of course okay so pretty similar to the regular floor delay but we did mix up the dairy quantities between what's going to be heated on the stovetop and what's getting blended with the basil so right now we have all of the basil, a portion of the sugar, which is a quarter cup, and all of the cream, which was a third of a cup, I believe, and a portion of the milk, so half a cup there. So we're going to immersion blend that up so it's pretty thin and the basil is like chopped to little infinity pieces almost like pretty small yes infinity pieces yes okay <laughs> once that basil mixture is blended we're going to divide it in half one half is going to go and sit in a bowl by itself not to be touched until later during the final mixing and the other half goes into our three tablespoons of cornstarch that is sitting on its own that's going to get mixed up. And in the meantime, we've got our remainder of milk, which is two cups, and our remainder of sugar, which is half a cup, that we're going to start heating on the stovetop in a saucepan. So we get that mixture heating, then we add in our half of the basil deliciousness, bring all of that to a boil, turn the heat down off or just down off off oh Let no sorry just, oh sorry nope down cook two minutes then off down and still cook so it still needs to be simmering we can't just like remove it from heat right two minutes of simmering okay. yeah okay and then once it's done simmering we take that strain it sieve it and that's when it gets combined into the half of the basil mixture that has been untouched up to this point. And then we real quick do our lemon zest. 
and then everything will go into the refrigerator for a little bit to cool down. Mm -hmm. And then from there, it goes into our ice cream mixing machines and mixes for 30 minutes. Correct. And then goes into the freezer. Correct. So we'll be doing time traveling today. Yeah, lots of time traveling. We're not going to bore yeah. you with the 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 fleur de lay mixing and uh, all that nonsense. No, <laughs> it's thrilling stuff, but you don't have to hear it. <laughs> exactly. Yes, thrilling. Absolutely <laughs> thrilling. <sighs> and then we're classing the joint up a little bit by making a balsamic brittle. So we're going to actually do that first because it requires a little oven time. I forgot to preheat my oven. Oh, no. Better go do that. Okay, you keep sharing I'll, that I'll, recipe I'll, and steps, and I'll preheat. I got you. I got you. You go preheat. I will I will cover this part. Okay. So the balsamic brittle is pretty easy. We get one cup of sugar, two tablespoons of balsamic bitter. Make sure it's barrel-aged. And one-third cup sliced or whole almonds or peanuts. I forgot to get almonds or peanuts at the store, so I am actually going to be using pecans. And we'll have to find out what Becca is using in a minute once she's back from her trip to the kitchen. But here's the process, because it's also easy. I'm going to preheat the oven to 400 degrees. Then we will mix together the sugar and the balsamic vinegar in a medium-sized bowl until well incorporated. Spread evenly on a parchment-lined sheet pan, bake for eight minutes, remove from the oven, and sprinkle with nuts, set aside to cool, break into shards, and store in an airtight container. I mixed my nuts in with the sugar already. I'm going to have uh, to pick them out. No, it's fine. No, it's fine? Okay, it's fine. Okay. Yeah, I also thought they were going to go in with the nuts. I didn't realize it was uh, two different things here. Yeah, so. shame. Maybe I'll do it but both I'm, ways. I'll I'll put some oh. down on the pan and just mm -hmm. bake the sugar and then do the nuts in, in one half and we'll see uh, what's better. But yeah, no, I wouldn't worry about it. Uh, okay. Especially, okay, did, you. are they toasted nuts or? No, they're, they're raw. blanched, raw, sliced okay. almonds. Yeah. I think it'll be fine. I Because I was okay. also thinking that we were going to bake it with the nuts in it. And so. Yeah. I almost did the same thing. I just didn't mix oh my, my nuts in for some reason. Uh, well, yeah, even easier then. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind. As I said, I thought that was what was happening. Totally mm -hmm. got it wrong. We've said a lot of things. This is a this is a dish heavy. This is a lot of bowls, a lot of saucepan, one saucepan, I guess. But we're also using the immersion blender. So what all equipment? do we need for this everything right. so you need some form of blender food processor something along that line to gr do the initial grinding to make your let's call it cream pesto to start your sweet cream pesto sweet cream pesto yeah and you're gonna need a sieve of some kind at least three bowls i think three bowls the very least two, measuring cups, pan on the stove, sheet baking pan, sheet. baking yeah. sheet for the, the balsamic brittle, 
but that one's pretty easy. It's just on a sheet pan. So that's good. A couple of mm-hmm. bowls for that. I'm going to be making good use of the dishwasher later to get all this cleaned up. Yeah. An ice cream machine. An ice cream machine. Or or be ready to roll around a bunch of ice and salt for all day. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking more of setting like a bowl uh, into that rock, salt, and ice and then mixing it with a hand mixture. So mm-hmm. no no kicking involved, although probably okay. the kicking would be more fun. I was thinking uh, kitchen equipment, not uh, not rolling it around outside. Let's see, well uh, it would melt here immediately. In a minute, anyway. yeah, <laughs> you, okay. the the container would just crack from the heat differential. Yeah. Be My like, hand would burn. Yeah. But which oh, way boy. is it burning? Is it cold burning <laughs> or is it hot burning? It could be both at the same time because you're living on the surface of the sun. Yeah, Jesus. 111 today. <laughs> uh, that's why I don't know if I can work live in Las Vegas. No, I hear you and I love it, but I, oh, you know, talk to me in 10 years. I don't know. <laughs> well, hopefully you okay, won't be there for 10 years, you know. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. This whole compound, compound. thing. Compound. Gonna... compound. High gladney compound. High gladney compound. Homestead. 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 That's Homestead. right. You compound sounded a bit too culty, I think. It's, yeah. Uh... Not that we're not building a cult, but. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a good cult. Okay. It's a, it's a it's live a your life one. cult. It's a good one. It's the be- it's the only good one. So when we get in the kitchen, we're going to start with the brittle, like Gretchen said, and then do the basil sweet cream mix. Yes. Okay. Should we do this? Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Chop, chop, chop. Choppity chop. Choppity chop. The Paloma is dangerous. No shit that Paloma is dangerous. I think I sucked at least half of that down while we were sitting there. So. Oh my God. It's so good. Hot Paloma summer from now on. Although (laughs) we're ending our summer days soon. It'll be over before we know it. So I'm just finishing up mixing up my one cup of sugar with the two tablespoons of balsamic vinegar. Okay. And then I'm going to put I had some, all mine. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I'm, I'm going to put half of this on the sheet pan and then mix nuts into the other half to see. Yum. And what were you going to say? Since I had mine already mixed up, I just dumped it out onto the pan. <laughs> <laughs> kind of nice when you're ahead of the game. I added a little bit more balsamic vinegar to my second portion because I was I'm worried there wasn't enough balsamic in it. Okay. And I am using granumel, so I can't actually tell the color difference. Okay. <laughs> I can smell the balsamic, but I can't tell. Mine looks like brown sugar now. Okay. So okay. yeah, brittle accompli- or you know started at least. Brittle. <laughs> Ready to go in the oven soon. I'm almost preheated too. I'll wait till you're preheated, but I am okay. ready to roll over here. We can go ahead and turn the heat on under our milk and sugar on, that are on the stove. Okay. And we can kind of put that on medium. I'm going to fish out the big clumps of fat from my milk and put them into the end result here. Sure. So they don't get heated. I feel like I'm. 
not doing myself any services with the heating it up. Mm-hmm. What? No, you don't need anything. I'm preheated. Okay, one second. Now I've got to finish trying to scoop out the large chunks of fat here. Yeah, did you find a little bit of cream down there that I flung on the floor? Cassie's learned to sit in the kitchen. All right, I am uh, ready to go in the oven as soon as you are here to put things in the oven. Let's do it. In we go. Now it's I'll eight, set min it eight minutes. Yeah, okay. you, you got it. <laughs> Who's got it? You got it? I got I'll it? Do it. Okay. Eight on the clock. Eight on the clock. All right. Now we can start preheating our milk with the sugar in it. Okay. I'm just going to put that on medium for a minute and get my immersion blender plugged in. Okay. So we don't have to be constantly stirring it right at this stage? No. We blend? Uh, yes. I'm just going to give my milk a quick, quick stir. Okay. Okay. Move my sugar around so it doesn't burn at the bottom. Yeah. But yes, let's go ahead and blend. Hopefully this works. Okay. <laughs> well, the answer to it, does that work, is not very well. Oh, really? I don't think my this one that I have, this doesn't have enough power. My other one is kind of not working right now, so. Oh, bummer. Yeah. Mine is beautiful, and I have uh, to... I had to sample it, and it tastes like <gasps> the best so thing I've ever had in my entire life. It's so beautiful. I can't even handle it. I'm so excited. My current blender is not up to the job, so we're just going to go with this as is. Uh, I am going to strain this before I put it the quantity, the half a quantity in the other bowl. <laughs> so you'll strain all of it? Yeah, I'm going to strain all of it now. Okay. Because okay. I've got – it didn't chop up at all, and I don't want to – work it anymore I don't want to work like chop it anymore uh so it's just gonna have to be heat heat extraction instead of uh physical extraction well you'll still get all that flavor yeah that's what I figure might be kind of one of the less fortunate looking batches I've ever done it's kind <laughs> of brown oh, sad basil sad basil hopefully it'll taste fine yeah so, all right, so I'm mixing the other half into the cornstarch. Okay, I'll do that too. And you're whisking it in? Yeah. Well, I'm mixing it with a spoon, but... Oh, okay. Yeah, just want to get the chunks out as much as possible. Okay, I'll whisk together. Now I'm going to add it into the milk. Okay. And whisk it together there, too. Okay, more whisking. I think part of the problem is I use granumel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so hard to grind down. No, just because the color, so the color's unfortunate because I started with a brown tone. Oh. There we go. So mm -hmm. I'll combine there, and now we just got to get a boil going. So I'm going to okay. stand here and stir. We've got two minutes on the brittle, too, so get a hot okay. pot ready. Okay, got it. Have one in reach. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <gasps> <Oop>. <laughs> uh. Sorry, I splashed myself with some of the, must have hit a, a snag of leaves on the uh, fleur de lay. Oh, a little splatter. Got a splash, yeah. 55 seconds. 
Okay. Mine's definitely pretty well done. The one with the bit with nuts in it actually isn't quite cooked in the middle. Kind of interesting. Mm. I'm like standing here in preparation of like the oven, the timer going off. I know. I'm ready. Oh, I'm boiling on my mix. Oh, good. On my good for you. All Have right, turn, turn it down. Turn it down. Okay, brittle. Okay, brittle. Brittle, 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 brittle. It happens at the same time. I know. You'd think we'd learn. I know. But no. Brittle, it's a little crispy on the edges. Yeah. There we go. Get my nut action. Pulling shit from the bag, making lots of eh. noise. All right. I've nutted my other half of the brittle. Okay. Brittle's been nutted. Brittle's been nutted. I'm going to be ready to sieve in a second. All right. And you're going to be jumping ahead of me because I still haven't boiled. Should I Amazingly. wait or should I go? No, no. If you oh. if you hit your sieve like consistency, go for it. You shouldn't wait for me. Okay. It's pretty thick. Good. Okay. You'll thin it out with that little bit of the mix that you've got on the side. So. Oh, I forgot. That's right. Yeah. Okay, I'm going. Okay. Have fun. Thank you. <laughs> Come on. Ice cream base. You're making me look bad. Okay, I've sieved and I'm combining the two liquids. All right. I've got simmering going, so I should be able to go in a minute here. Okay, cool. Okay, I'm going to zest. Okay. How much zest? I think we can do the whole lemon. Oops. One corner of my fleur de lay a little extra cooked. Uh-oh. I think we're okay. Toast delay. Mm-hmm. Although it's very tasty. <laughs> yeah. So I just finished my lemon zest, so I'm going to get mine into the fridge. All right. Sounds good. Did I cover this? Uh, No. We got to let this chill, and then we got to freeze it. Should we do a little time travel? Let's do it. It'll be a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. See you in the future. See you in the future. We are in the future. We have... Super future. Super future. Days. Yeah. <laughs> Our ice cream has had time to rest in the freezer and our brittle has had time to rest and be enjoyed to the point of almost not existing anymore <laughs> fortunately to the point of obsession yes <laughs> so i'm gonna give this a little taste i actually have not really tasted this yet just the the, the fleur de lay first never mind i got some brittle in there i know it's like what's that crunch in your fleur de lay then yeah Oh, really good. I was a little worried. Uh, I do think I need to go with like a sweet basil rather than one of my homegrown basils that maybe a, a, a bigger leaf basil because the Emerald Towers has little tiny leaves and there's a little hint of bitterness to this that I, I don't usually get. And I'm not sure if that isn't also exacerbated by not being able to have it chopped up by the burr mixer or whatever so there's a little bit of bitterness to it that I don't particularly love but with the brittle the thing that the balsamic brings to the brittle that like real nice fruity note 
works quite well with the, the slightly more bitter flavor of this fleur de lay. So overall, I'm quite pleased, but probably wouldn't use the Emerald Towers basil again. Go with a standard flat, big leaf. Thoughts? Yeah, I agree with you pretty much across the board. I think, well, one, I real quick, you had done a test of the two brittle styles. One was including the nuts in and then baking. The other one was keeping the nuts separate and mixing it in after the sugar had caramelized, which was what the recipe instructed. So what were your final thoughts on those two side-by-side styles? Oh, 100% mix the nuts in. I hate it, though. I do not like the one with the nuts on top. I was just like, I don't like it. The one where the nuts were mixed in definitely got a more nutty flavor imbued into the sugar. Whereas the other one, the sugar was good, but it didn't have any nutty notes to it. And I was like, eh, it just it just didn't hit. And where the one that had the nuts mixed in was like light years better. Just so good. I could I ate all of that one first. Like I begrudgingly <laughs> am eating the last of the other. <laughs> I totally I'm glad to hear that because I thought it was so fucking good with the nuts mixed in. I loved, loved, loved the flavor that those almonds brought to it. It I it was so complex. It was nutty. It didn't taste like almonds, but it still had that sweetness of the almonds that I love from anything almond. And then just a little bit of crunch. I think for me I had not evened it out completely across the baking sheet. The middle seemed to be thicker or something. It was more, it wasn't as caramelized. It wasn't as crunchy and it had more of that like brown sugary texture to it. It, it was solidified, but it wasn't as crunchy. But then some of the very edge pieces were very dark. Yeah. So I wish I had like figured out a way to whatever that would have looked like to keep that a little more uniform or something. Loved the brittle. Loved, loved, loved the brittle. Yes, I have. I had the same issue, and I actually just did one other batch of the brittle because I wanted the brittle with the nuts in for my my thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had that same problem where it did not cook as fast. So when you go with the sugar in it just by itself, it's going to cook a lot faster and a lot more evenly. So uh, that that did seem to be the problem because I also had that like spot in the center of the first batch that was like just had like the sugar had started to fuse together. But you're right. It had a little bit of a sandy texture Mm -hmm. and not as evenly cooked. Correct. Yes. I had the same experience. So. But it was so good and it did work so well with the balsamic, which brought that sweetness, but a little funkiness to it. It was delicious. And then as really a great compliment to your awesome basil recipe for the floor delay. I loved it. I've t- It's been three or four days since we made it. I've tasted it every day just for quality control, of course. For me, I love that first day texture after like two or three hours where it's still almost soft servy. I, oh, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I was thinking, 
I wanted to try it again. And what would you, how do you feel about like soaking the basil in the, in a milk or cream first so that it's never like even broken down into the ice, into the fleur de lay? It's just the flavor. Scented. Yeah. I was thinking a similar thought that I probably would have been better off had I just gone into my, like, cooked the basil whole leaves in the milk or, like, heated the milk, added the whole leaves at the end and let it sit for just, like, a few minutes to infuse and then drain it out. Mm -hmm. So I, I was thinking about that as, like, a more of a scenting versus having the actual leaf in like the leaf puree in there I guess (laughs) like the leaf itself yeah Yeah. the meat of the leaf (laughs) so I would be intrigued to try that because especially because fleur de lay doesn't need so much of a heavy flavor to it because you've removed the egg and so you have that like more just lightly milky flavor so I I was wondering this similar idea where I was like if you just like added it in and then pulled it out entirely instead of grinding it up, what would that do for you? So, yeah, I thought the same thing about the lemon zest. I did really enjoy it, but it also felt like to your point to the Florida lay is such a deliciously not simple, but sweet, creamy flavor that I want to be kind of like the last lingering thing and so the the basil and the lemon zest almost overpowered what I wanted but I think it would be cool to like you said like maybe cook everything and when it's like after it's boiled and it's at that simmer stage like throw in some lemon peel and some basil for the simmer part and then strain everything out so you're still getting that really velvety texture of the Fleur de Lay mm-hmm. and that sweetness, but with the hint of lemon and the hint of basil. Yeah. Like a, where are you? What is that kind of yeah. thing? Yeah. I I think I'm tasting something, but what is it? <laughs> yeah. I did like the color. There was such a pretty pale green to it, like a pistachio green and mm-hmm. the flakes were really pretty they were hard to see. I tried to get some pictures of them. It was kind of hard to see the flakes in the photos, but I loved it. It was really fun and such a delight of flavors like lemon and basil and balsamic and almond and crunch and like that so, so sweet decadent Florida de lay. I, I, oh, I loved it. This was such a top, top recipe, top dish, top, top, top. <laughs> well, and now you would understand. Like, I make I make basil ice cream almost once a year, uh, sometimes I, more often. Well, I mean, yeah, and there's so much you could do with it. I mean, blackberries have been on our mind, your mind. So I yes. was thinking too how it would be fun to do a little blackberry basil or a blackberry syrup with basil ice cream mm-hmm. and strawberry. Less options. Strawberry, yeah, strawberry for sure. Strawberries. I'm obsessed with basil strawberry. Yeah. Oh, peach. So many things. Yeah. (laughs) 
even like another herb, like a mint or something. We were trying to set a time limit for ourselves and um, we're getting better <laughs> about that, everybody. But that means then you're going to hear a lot more chimes in the background. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of uh, Gretchen or Gretchen and Becca don't have a person producer, so they have to use a timer instead. Yeah. Claudia, our Zoom recorder voice, and our personal assistant through the phone or the timer <laughs> app. <Yeah. laughs> well, I guess that it was plenty of time to talk about what we needed to talk about then. Any final thoughts on basil fleur de lay with balsamic almond brittle? No, yeah, I think we covered it. Considering yeah. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to take us 10 whole minutes to talk about it, but I guess with Assessing the recipe at the end and adding our own little like flair to it, I'm, I guess I, I underestimated us. So, yeah. And I guess one last thought, final world level, maybe two to three, depending on everything you do. If you were to do some of these new modifications we're saying where you're not like immersion blending the basil and some of the cream ingredients on their own. But instead, just making the fleur de lay, but adding that basil and lemon zest infusion, however it looks for you at some point, that would make it a one to two, even, Mm -hmm. I would think. Yeah, and I got to say, doing the brittle this way is genius. Because it was so easy, too. So simple. So easy. I worked at a restaurant. We would serve our apple turnovers with a little bit of some sort of nut brittle. I think it might have been almond, but I'm not 100% sure. It could have, we could have, it could have changed. But so I made hundreds of batches of brittle and never did it in the oven like that. And I'm like, God damn it. I could have saved myself so much time being able to just toss it in the oven. Really? I agree. It was a little bit life-changing because you could do any nut you could add you could make it kind of savory spicy it was really fun and in literally eight minutes just an extra minute to put everything together and then eight minutes cook time that's it like holiday treat throw it on anything but yeah okay we are nut brittle in the oven evangelist now Super perfect way to start closing out our summer a little bit. Not too much, but, you know, we're into August now. So got to get our ice cream in. Right. But join our Patreon where you can hear lots more food talk like this. And use our discount code at BusyCBD, B-I-Z-Z-Y-C-B-D. And our discount code is all caps H-G-Busy. And I just wanted to say I got an email from them. Well, we got an email slash I got an email because I placed an order from Busy and they have a new peach flavor. So I am ordering some of those today. Try the peach out. Let me know. It has the Delta 9, right? Uh Uh-huh. And I was like, oh. Okay, we see Busy. Busy, you mixing (laughs) it up, throwing a little Delta 9 THC out there. Woo! minxy busy (laughs) Uh, all right well off we go off we go and we have a patreon subscribe oh yeah Yeah. oh that's right you said that oh i forgot like and subscribe leave a comment follow us 
Stitcher's gone. So find us wherever else you can if you were following us or listening on Stitcher. But just give us a follow wherever you are, rate, and tell everybody about it until you pass out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what happened to Stitcher? <laughs> it got folded into, it merged with Pandora ah. and something else. And so oh. they shut down Stitcher. Gotta get on Pandora now, I guess. All right. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll work on being everywhere else. So bye-bye, Stitcher. We are everywhere else. Yeah. yeah. Audio Stitcher. Adios. Okay. Adios us. Adios us. Yeah, guy. Get out of here. Adios. Wait, wait. Ah!